Welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Hello and welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show. This is Dr. Mystery, your host, board-certified urologist, and I'm joined by my excellent co-host, Donna Lee. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being nice to me today. <laughs> I'm a board-certified urologist. This show is brought to you by NAU Urology Specialist, the practice that I started in 2007. We have uh, four urologists, one interventional radiologist, two new doctors joining us. We have six uh, advanced practice providers. We have two pelvic floor physical therapists, a sex therapist, a nutritionist, and most importantly, a focus on taking care of your urologic needs that goes well beyond what many other people will do for you. That's so right. we look forward to seeing you as a patient. Uh, Donna, uh, how do people get a hold of us? Well, you can call us. We are the only holistic urology group that I know of in the entire country and world. So Self-proclaimed. You're welcome, everybody. 512-238-0762. Our website is armormenshealth.com. And we're in Round Rock, North Austin, South Austin, and Dripping Springs, Texas, um, I was asked by several people to talk slower. I hope that was acceptable. Today, we are joined by two awesome guests, and we're going to have an excellent conversation about mm -hmm. hormones and longevity. Dr. Christopher Yang, one of our fellow urologists and partners at NAU Urology Specialists, and Dr. Billy Franklin. Dr. Billy Franklin is a pioneer of primary care and medicine here in Austin and beyond. Dr. Franklin, why don't you tell us about kind of your practice, what you started, and how you would describe yourself? I would describe myself as a primary care doctor who focuses on prevention. And my concept of prevention might be a little bit different than what the conventional concept of prevention is. I believe we don't do preventive medicine very effectively in this country because we start way too late. Um, most of the things we do for prevention end up being actually too late to make significant changes to the evolution of things like cancer, cardiovascular disease, neurogenic diseases. You could intervene much earlier. When I say earlier, I mean 20s, 30s, and you could make an extreme difference in terms of longevity if the interventions occurred earlier and there is technology to test to see what changes are happening in the early days. So let's talk about hormone health first. So when it comes to hormone health, different people can have different opinions and different approaches. So why don't you tell us kind of what you think the traditional kind of approach to hormone health has been and, and why that may be right or wrong? Well, I'm a huge advocate of hormone replacement therapy. And we were talking right before the segment started about how there's been a lot of taboo against testosterone replacement and actually hormone replacement in general. And part of that taboo has been based on false concepts of whether it causes cardiovascular disease, heart disease, or if it causes cancer. And I think now in the last probably 30 years, we've made it clear that those simply aren't risks of those kinds of therapy, and there's tremendous benefits. So, so to that end, uh, Dr. Yang, in the urologic community, maybe about 15 years ago, there was some concern that testosterone replacement therapy was going to increase your risk of heart attacks, and a lot of patients are still out there concerned about that. Is there any update on that? Yeah. When that happened, the studies were published in fairly prominent journal articles, so that's why it got a lot of press. But just in the last month, uh, there was a group that published a study in New England Journal of Medicine that refuted that. Basically, uh, they had a placebo-controlled double-blind trial that showed that testosterone therapy did not increase the risk of heart attack, stroke, or cardiovascular death. Well, I think that gives us a lot more kind of uh, comfort in knowing that we can treat patients properly. Do you think patients should have their hormones kind of routinely checked? irregardless of symptoms, uh, if, if, if somebody's concerned about longevity? 
Yeah, and I think what we should add to that is that we've known for a long time that patients with low testosterone levels die earlier. So it's a risk factor in and of itself. And there's some studies that even suggested that replacement can eliminate that. Granted, there's not a lot of random control trials that have, have demonstrated that over time, but there, there has been a strong suggestion that that may be a possibility. You'll feel better at the very least, right? I mean, there's such a difference between the 75-year-olds that come into my clinic. I mean, there's those that are robust, playing golf every day, feeling great, and those that are, you know, on death's door. Yeah, I had a patient once who said you could tell from a distance a person who's on replacement therapy. And for a long time, we had to feel guilty about making people, people feel better because supposedly that wasn't enough of a reason to give replacement therapy, but it makes people feel a lot better, improves their sexuality, and often rescues relationships from death. (laughs) (laughs) It sure can. So Dr. Yang, when it comes to uh, kind of a testosterone evaluation, what are some of the labs that you'll run uh, and that patients should expect? Because I think, you know, especially with fly-by-night testosterone uh, replacement kind of clinics, you know, they have a hammer, so everybody's a nail. What I'm looking for, the testosterone, estrogen, prolactin, and then uh, some hormones from the brain called FSH and LH. And then why estrogen? Because, uh, you know, we do a lot of estrogen management. We understand the importance of estrogen, but a lot of patients out there on testosterone replacement are not getting their estrogen or their blood count checked, uh, which I think uh, if you're out there on TRT and you're not getting these checked, it's it's a real shame. Yeah. So estrogen in particular for men, we'd need it for uh, other parts of health, including uh, bone health. And a small amount of testosterone gets converted to estrogen. And if uh, the estrogen level is too high in comparison to testosterone, uh, then the testosterone is not as effective. Basically, they they both go for the same receptors in your body. And Dr. Franklin, if you were going to kind of uh, outline for our listeners what an effective hormone evaluation is, um, let's say they're feeling fatigued or they're not sleeping well or uh, weight gain or, or any of the variety of reasons people attribute what would say like kind of your extensive like hormone panel be included, even other labs? Um, well, we we do a pretty extensive lab. We sort of specialize in hormones, so I, I'm not sure you could consider me a standard primary care doctor because um, well, I don't have you on because you're a standard primary. <laughs> well, so so we do we do well we do a comprehensive um, a metabolic profile. Well, you know I still do prolactins, but I can't tell you I've ever seen a brain tumor in. A zillion patients. And so, but we still do it just to be on the safe side because one of my um, colleagues who works in our practice actually did find one with a prolactin. So, and why you do that is with people with low testosterone, you want to make sure that it's just something that's happening naturally and that there's not a specific cause like a tumor. Dr. You suggested that's why we do that lab. But I like to do free and total testosterone because it, it helps us evaluate what the functional testosterone level is. And as, as you suggested, testosterone binds to thyroid also makes you tired. Um, and estrogen will also bind. We have to look at sex hormone binding globulin because uh, that plays a role as it binds to testosterone along with albumin, which partially binds to testosterone. So we need to look at all those factors. Estrogen in particular, we need to maintain at a level that's high enough to protect you from car- cardiac disease. It can't be too low where there's a heart risk and it can't be too high then you start having prostate issues and problems. And so when it comes to understanding whether your level is normal or not, how many patients have come to you and said, well, I had it checked and I was told it was normal, even though I'm completely symptomatic from low testosterone? And what is, I mean, you know, so many of our listeners are going to be in that boat. What's your response to them? 
Well, well, my response is most physicians consider normal this this exceptionally huge range that really just takes the top and the bottom 10%, throws it out, and calls the rest normal. So you can be very symptomatic with what appears to be a normal testosterone. My experience is also that they don't look at free testosterone frequently enough. And so a lot of patients come in very symptomatic and are told, you know, they're normal when in fact they are not normal. Of course, the opposite can be true too. I've seen patients come in with really high testosterone levels that think they were low, but that's much less frequent. So what has to be done is we have to treat more aggressively than using this tiny, low, um, considered normal testosterone level by sort of the conventional um, perspective. And Dr. Ring, I think you'd agree that you really have to treat the patient, not the number, right? I mean, it's really what's normal for you, not necessarily what's normal on a piece of paper. Yeah, and that's kind of where we, we definitely, I'm sure Dr. Franklin does too, run into issue where some patients, their insurance doesn't cover it because they have a very strict definition of what patients should be treated. But, you know, people who have, you know, or in the, you know, quote unquote, normal range still do get benefit from treatment. So, um, uh, Dr. Franklin, when it comes to kind of uh, looking for a good hormone provider, um, w- what are some things that, that, our, that our listeners should be looking for? Well, first, I just want to say how great it is to see urology embracing the concept of treating a patient based on how they feel. Because that's been a real um, hurdle for me over the years is that that's still not an acceptable thing to do. It's considered something you shouldn't do. It should be based on, on some sort of objective measure. But the reality is the only thing that really counts is how the patient feels and when the patient feels right. I mean, once patients start getting taken their care over by robots, then you can just have <laughs> algorithms. But as long as humans are physicians, you know, we really should care more than just what you can identify with a lab test. And, you know, Dr. Franklin, you've been a pioneer. You started Victory Medical how long ago? About 37, 36 years. And you have always been cutting edge. If somebody wants to get this cutting edge therapy from you, what is your phone number? Our number is 512-462-DOCS, D-O-C-S, or 462-367. And what's your website? (laughs) Our website is www.victorymed.com. Hello and welcome to the Armour Men's Health Show. This is Dr. Mystery, your host, board-certified urologist, joined by my co-host, Donna Lee. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. We handle everything from the nipples to the knees in our urology mm-hmm. practice. Uh, we are very fortunate to be growing <laughs> and being able to offer you as potential patients shorter wait times to come see us. We would encourage you to make an appointment for that primary or second opinion, especially if you've been diagnosed with prostate cancer or kidney stones, or low testosterone, or you want to have your hormones evaluated, or your life improved. We also love taking your questions on the show. We give advice all the time to uh, patients who are looking for new primary care doctors, for orthopedic surgeons, and we think we have a wonderful stable of excellent collaborators that we can advise you on. Mm-hmm. Donna, how do people get a hold of us? Uh, first, let me say, I was listening to this radio station in KLBJ the other day, and they have a testosterone clinic where you can go right there and have your labs done right on site, but it's just testosterone. So continuing the hormone discussions we've had, you might want to consider a different clinic, but that's why we're here. Our website is armormenshealth.com and our phone number is 512-238-0762. We're in Round Rock, North Austin, South Austin, and Dripping Springs, Texas. Well, we will be more comprehensive than any little low-T clinic that you might encounter. We are very fortunate. Did you hear that shade today. I threw? Yeah, I hear. Right, I all hear, right. I hear. 
<laughs> I, I, I didn't. I didn't hear you talk about any negative comments about pop-up shockwave clinics. For oh, that, that's the next segment. That's our next segment. We're joined by Dr. Billy Franklin, founder of Victory Medical, uh, a pioneering primary care physician who focuses more on prevention than, I guess, you know, the other one, which is, you know. <laughs> What's the other one? <laughs> the other one. The other thing? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, more and more I um, uh, meet men who are on the opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to their health as they're getting older. You know, what is the difference, you think, between the 70-year-old guy that comes in that's robust and full of life on no medicines and the guy that has 12 medicines? Like, at what point did their trajectories start deviating in their lives? Mm, good question. Well, I think you mentioned the other ones, which would be conventional medicine. And unfortunately, we've sort of lean toward using pharmaceuticals instead of getting healthy. And medicine just treats symptoms. It, it never cures anything for the most part um, in terms of longevity. But we've gotten to this place where we think you have a problem, you take a medicine. And a lot of people will give lip service to things like exercise and diet, but exercise and diet can actually cure 90% of what we treat. And exercise in particular is an extremely potent preventive of disease and people that eat right and people that exercise don't have to take a whole bunch of medication to treat the symptoms of the disease because they won't develop those diseases. I mean, it's rare to find a sedentary, overweight, 70-year-old man not on meds, right? <laughs> right. And at that age, particularly, um, a lot of terrible things start to happen physiologically to those who haven't taken care of their body. I mean, that's when disease really makes itself known in the 70s. So let's talk about various age ranges. So if somebody's out there in their 20s and 30s, what are some steps that they should start taking um, to think about either testing or looking for to, to kind of uh, to try to get a longer life, a longer, healthier life? Because we both know nobody wants to be hooked up to machines till they're 150. Right. I mean, the whole idea is to have a, a health span, which means not so much as just life grow span. old, right. but in the health span, you're healthy to a certain age. And then then you die. And to do that, <laughs> to do that, then it's over. If you want to start testing early, I think there's a movement toward looking at early metabolic dysfunction because that's where it starts. Once you have metabolic disease, insulin resistance, inflammation, that all begins very early in the process. And that can be looked at. These days, people will do things like get continuous glucose monitors, wear them, become acutely aware of what things cause insulin to be irregular. For example, you might find that you didn't sleep one night. You'll see that your sugar shoots up because sleep is very important to longevity. You'll find that if you exercise, the sugar remains stable also. And so you can use these, these fluctuations while looking at your sugar as sort of a reflection on how well you're doing toward your future and how long you're going to last. I think that sugar metabolism, as you mentioned, and inflammation are probably two of the biggest, like, future predictors of abnormal health. And and you mentioned something fascinating. So those of you out there that are really are health freaks and really want to pay attention to your health, I, I love the continuous glucose martyr, you know, experiment for a week. See which foods make your, you know, your, your sugar spike. Uh, see if your job stress is causing you to have, uh, have, have, you know, more cortisol and, and poor uh, sugar metabolism because it's, it really is a very real time indicator of how our bodies are doing. So let's say somebody in their 40s and 50s, what do you think are important kind of uh, in, in that age range that people need to do to kind of avoid later term problems? 
Well, I don't want to sound superficial or cliche, but really exercise is critical. And and I think the way it got driven home for me, because I've heard it so many times over the years, I've exercised a lot myself, but it got driven home for me when there's a Austin physician who specializes in prevention by the name of Peter Atia. And he was pointing out that the benefits of exercise in terms of health would exceed the benefits of discontinuing smoking. In other words, it'd be better to smoke cigarettes and exercise than the other way around. <laughs> but the ash keeps getting on my treadmill. <laughs> It's so hard to be healthy. <laughs> That's right. It's a dirty place to be. My cheeseburger keeps getting on my, <laughs> on my treadmill, the too. The dripping of the cheese. <laughs> the dri- the dri- well, and, and there's been so much conflicting diet information. I think people get confused. There's a million different ideas about what you should eat. Um, and protein's probably under-recommended pretty significantly in, in the literature these days. You, you have to eat enough protein to make things work for your body. And you have to do not just aerobic exercise, but weightlifting, resistance exercise is just important. In terms of longevity. Well, uh, when it comes to testing, uh, you had mentioned previously that there are tests that people can take to kind of understand, and, and these may not be offered by a traditional primary care physician. What, what do you guys do at Victory Medical that could be considered kind of next level testing for factors that might impact longevity? Well, well, we used to do things like the GSP, which is a real sensitive test for glucose irregularity. But now I think the continuous glucose monitor is going to be what we start going to. There's also some ways to test if you're in the zone of exercise that really puts you in a preventive mode, you have to reach basically zone two for a certain period of time or zone three for a shorter period of time. What does that mean? It's about how hard you're exercising and it's different for each person to reach their sort of peak exercise. Is it managed by, is it measured by O2 or is it managed by blood pressure? How do you know what zone you're in? It, it's by O2. Okay. So when you, um, are, your heart rate's at a certain rate, then and the use of oxygen is at a certain rate that gets you into a a higher rate of exercise. So a brisk walk would get you into what kind of zone, you'd say? That'd be, well, it depends on how fast you're walking. Mm-hmm. It depends on the person, too, because uh, people respond differently. For example, you know, an Olympic athlete briskly walking isn't going to be doing very much exercise. Right. Um, but if you're a police sedentary person and you go brisk walk, that's a heavy amount of exercise. And so there, there are actually tables to calculate whether you're in zone two, which would be moderate exercise, you know, like briskly walking or jogging versus running, which might put you into a zone one. Um, reaching your actual peak exercise gives you like more credit. If you're physiologically or young enough capable of exercising to that degree, you get sort of more lifespan credit for doing that as well. But not, you have to do it to a certain amount of time. There's studies that have been really actually carefully or that can suggest the degree of exercise and how how much of an impact it make on your life and health. So as a primary care provider, you've, pr- you've probably seen so many people as they're aging just on so many medications. I feel like a lot of the patients that I see just feel resigned to the fact that they're going to be taking all these things forever and don't try to make any effort to try to get healthier and get better. And that's always a little uh, disconcerting. Do you think it's reasonable for me to continue to tell my patients that if they started eating right and exercising, that maybe they could get lose some of those medicines? Oh, absolutely. And I think, unfortunately, it's not just patients that are resigned to that. Um, It's physicians, too, that are resigned to that. The reality is you can get most people off their diabetes medications and most people off their hypertension medications. In terms of primary care, that's what we see masses of. Um, And the the reality is not ever getting to the point where you need those medicines is the key to prevention. That's the super healthy 70-year-old. I think that uh, too often 
patients think that getting a preventative medicine doctor is going to be way too expensive or well out of their reach and that these kinds of things are only for other people. But you've created a practice in which that is not true. I mean, you see everyone, you take almost all insurances, and your approach, I think, to primary care is something that's filtered down to the tremendous providers that you have. So uh, I really congratulate you on uh, all that you've done. How do people become patients of Victory Medical? Well, you just have to call us at 512-462-3627. I always want to jump in and go, 462-DOCS. 462-DOCS. <laughs> and, and, you know, don't sell yourself short when it comes to your doctor. If, if, if they're not doing what you think is next level care for you, then you need to find somebody else. And that's something that we agree with uh, time and time again. Donna? How do people get that next level urologic care with us? That's right. You can call us at 512-238-0762. Our website is armormenshealth.com. We're in Round Rock, North Austin, South Austin, and Dripping Springs. And don't forget to listen to our podcasts wherever you listen to free podcasts. The Armor Men's Health Show is brought to you by NAU Urology Specialists. For questions or to schedule an appointment, please call 512-238-0762 or online at armormenshealth.com.